0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: All-star closer, Kenley Jansen. We have a question. What's the best podcast of all time?
2: Welcome to Overnight America with
3: Ryan Recker, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com.
4: On the voice of St. Louis, KMOX.
5: Wow, I'm glad we had that last uh, hour. I mean, we had some great guests there. If you missed them, you can get them in the podcast. It'll be posted up here pretty soon. And just do a quick search for me on social media. I'll have to post a link to them later, too, on Ryan Recker Radio. All right, we have a couple of uh, open hours here. So if you want to call in, you can at 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. In the first hour, we spoke to Stephen L. Miller, very popular creator as a podcast, but also on social media, well-followed. And he wrote a piece in The Spectator called The Perpetual Pandemic. And we're going to replay that interview next hour. But one of the things I asked him was about this Project Veritas video. There's been two so far released, and I think there's another one coming tomorrow. And what they decided to do was record a CNN staffer and asking them about some of the decisions they make when it comes to covering COVID. Why did they decide to cover it the way they cover it? And we're finding out some pretty eye-opening things about it. And I wanted to play some of it for you if you haven't heard it. And it goes to show you in a lot of different ways. You can talk to the people maybe inside of CNN. Do you think he's just being brutally honest? Or do you think that the strategy of CNN is just flat out wrong? The strategy of if it bleeds, it leads. We're going to run the fear stories. We're going to use this as a way to attack Donald Trump. And it's, there's no integrity in that. Or, or is it just a sign of the way the news is today? I'm curious. After you hear it, let's let's play a couple of clips. So here's part of Project Veritas, uh, and you'll first hear from their founder, then leading on to the actual clips. So you may have to listen pretty carefully. If you're actually listening to this on 11:20 a.m., it might be a little difficult to hear. But if you're listening to this on 98.7, say you're inside of the St. Louis metropolitan area like that, then you'll be able to hear it probably a little bit clearer. All right, let's take a listen.
2: What actually happens when a network cares more about ratings than the truth? In the case of CNN, owned by parent company Warner Media, it seems that CNN has resorted to other means in order to keep you watching. What you're about to see is so shocking. Admissions about covid its impact, the bias, and things that we've all suspected but have never been able to confirm until now.
5: Yeah, I, I don't know if it's necessarily shocking. When I heard these things, I thought, yeah, I mean, I've, I've already subscribed to this idea that CNN partakes in this. It, it wasn't anything new or shocking to me. If anything, maybe I thought more people would be more inclined to see that this is the type of manipulation that's going on. And by the way, they still call themselves journalists, Through all of this, fear.
2: Like, fear really drops numbers. It really does. The happiest days in news, people, I would imagine, turn
5: it off. All right, so you can hear a lot of background noise because they're inside of a loud restaurant, but the video is pretty clear. And you can see in the video that they post, it shows the words, so you can actually read along. But he's saying that when you do happy news, the happy things turn people off. The happy news is the stuff that people don't want to hear. It's the death tolls. It's the ratings. That's how you keep people hooked along the way. They
2: don't, they don't stay glued to it. Unless there's something that's uniting them like the moon landing or something like that. Um, fear is the thing that keeps you tuned in.
5: Fear is the thing that keeps you tuned in. That is the mindset of CNN. Fear is the thing that keeps you tuned in. And it's that constant fear they use to try to manipulate the viewers of CNN. And it works. It works. It's the way that they use to try to change the opinion of people. And they use it as a way to attack the White House for the longest time when Donald Trump was in the office for the last year and plus some even longer. They had something else they grabbed onto. It didn't matter what it was. I think they found a way to make something into this giant thing. And It's just it's so obvious, I think, to a lot of different people. Sometimes you look at it and say, well, maybe that's just the way it works in news today. It's something that all the networks do. There's a certain amount that all of them subscribe to in order to try to play things up in order for them to get ratings or whatever it is. But then you have CNN as a news agency, someone that is out there saying that they are unbiased. They are pure as the snow is white. They are out there and they would never do anything like this. They are pure journalists. Never in a million years would they do this. And I think a lot of people, when they hear that, they would laugh. But then other people would look at it and say, no, you're absolutely right. CNN is right down the middle. There's no problem with CNN. They don't have any problems with uh, biases. They don't have any of these uh, issues that the other networks have. They're not a Fox. They're not a MSNBC. They're right down the middle. And that's what a lot of these big tech companies do they believe that so they push cnn on twitter and facebook and whatever and they say this is the best source you can get so we're going to promote this content but we're going to discourage fox news we're going to discourage the new york post or the hill or whatever we're going to hide those things because cnn doesn't report it that way that's the gold standard and we're going to push that so keep in mind What's going on behind the scenes and what they are admitting to, at least in these videos, you're hearing staffers admitting to these things are something that would really, if I um, were to make the argument, that should disqualify them to be treated with any preferential treatment on these social media networks. Maybe I'm the only one that sees it. Maybe you see it, too. And there's a couple of other clips I want to get to. And maybe we'll do that after the break. But before we do, let's go to Bob, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America.
4: Thanks, Ryan. First of all, listening on the new 97 signal, and it's awesome. So tell everybody there, great job for that. Great. Really clear. Awesome
5: to hear that. Thank you. I think what's interesting
4: is I think a lot of us have kind of come to assume that most mainstream media has a bias, even if it's they report themselves, they don't have a bias. But one thing that I think is interesting about this particular uh, bias with CNN is their misinformation is misinforming people about facts and let me specify uh, that that's obviously a, a duh statement marjorie taylor green today the freshman congresswoman from georgia was talking about this project veritas video and suggesting that the doj investigation into matt gates and whatnot is all a farce because cnn was making it up so i think what's really really worrisome about CNN and other organizations running with misinformation or trying to lead on the American public is that it's de certain cases against somebody like Matt Gates. The DOJ's investigation into Gates has nothing to do with CNN, but because CNN is the you know boy that cries wolf off and on, it has people desensitized to believing that anything connected to CNN must be a lie. And I fear for the future of this country when legitimate investigations into somebody like Matt Gaetz or anybody of, you know, stature aren't going to be believed by the general public because a news, quote unquote, organization is reporting on it. I'll take your Mm. answer offline. Thanks, Ryan.
5: Okay. thanks, Bob. That's an interesting thought. I, I think it's when you have an agency that you look at as discredited because you have a certain viewpoint in the world. And they may report something that you don't like, but it's accurate. It's different than a news agency that you don't like that reports something that's inaccurate and proven to be inaccurate. So it's easy to turn them off or it's easy to have them become the enemy. That's, I think, um, a lot of times when we talk about fake news and the idea that news agencies, people that are in charge of putting the news in front of a viewer and presenting it in a way that is meant to be unbiased, but however they have proven to be anything but that, I think that it it plays into something that would make it, as an individual, you would easily disqualify them, and you would disqualify the story even when it is true. That is a danger. That is the danger that CNN, I think, risks when they act the way they act. So they may come forward with an awesome piece that will be instantly rejected, by people that wouldn't watch CNN. and don't get me wrong, if CNN reports it, I'm not going to take them as a primary source. I'm going to look and see, okay, how did they come to this? Who else is reporting it? Because how many times have we been burned when they report something and say, we have all these anonymous sources? And it turns out they lied. They made them up, or they took an anonymous source that lied to them and they ran with it without actually verifying it. You people get burned, man, and I don't I, I'm listen, everyone's been burned by their favorite news agency. But the difference, I think, is CNN doesn't want to admit when they burn people. Um, CNN will go out there and be friendly with Andrew Cuomo. And this is probably a good comparison. When you have the governor Cuomo in New York buddying up because his brother is an anchor and he calls himself a newsmaker, an anchor on the CNN, and you have all of these things going on. But when he is the subject of the news and your own reporters and the anchors are subject to the news, what do they do? They say, we're going to step Aside, we're not going to correct anything. We're just going to not talk about it anymore. That is reason to discredit an organization. I think Project Veritas is doing good work here. I mean, what they're doing is they're taking actual video evidence and presenting it so you can actually see it and see it for yourself. Here's what we've been talking about. Here's the actual evidence. We're not going to hide behind anonymous sources. We're going to bring you the source. Sometimes the sources are, you know, scrambled or whatever to for their own protection, but they're bringing you the source telling their own story. So that's important to point out. I think Project Veritas actually has more credibility than CNN because they proved to be true more times than CNN. Uh, well, I don't know if that's the case, but they, they don't uh, report in bulk or quantity like that news organization does. So maybe the, if you were to look at pure batting averages, but I guess if you were to look at the big bombshells and things that do come out, I would much rather see a video Proof and evidence of it, then we're going to try to run with an anonymous source, and you're just going to have to trust us when you already have trust issues. Now it's, it's, you know what? It's it's a good point, Bob. Thank you for calling in. We'll take some more of your calls after the break 314 436 7900 or 800 925 1120. It's Overnight America, KMOX. Welcome back. And there's a lot to still play from this Project Veritas video, but really, I want to hear from you. And Dealing in propaganda, and a lot of people are saying that's what this is. That's what CNN is propagating. And there was one quote that stands out: uh, "Look what we did. We, in terms of CNN, got Trump out." I am one hundred percent going to say it, and I one hundred percent believe that if it wasn't for CNN, I don't know that Trump would have got voted out. And he later went on to say they wanted to be a part of that. CNN wanted to be a part of that. Is that the goal of bonafide journalists in order to try to get your audience to take a stance against another person? Or would you see that more in the way of commentary, uh, opinion makers, things like that. If they were to label themselves as here's an opinion show, here's not a newsmaker show. Here's an opinion show. What they're doing is trying to make it sound like what they're presenting is the news. But what they're really doing is not presenting the news. What they're presenting is, is a one-sided account in order to try to get you to move in a certain direction. They're doing it, their motivation for you is to get you into this mob frenzy. Their motivation is to get you to work up because if it bleeds, it leads. And then they want to manipulate you because they have already worked on your emotions that way. And I think that's what a lot of people inside CNN believe and they know, but they're on board with it. That's what their mission is. So they're okay with it. They don't see that as a conflict or a problem for a news agency. Let's take some more of your calls in. Robert, who's calling in, welcome to Overnight America.
2: Thank you, Ryan.
0: Um, I think that the, the phrase, the sentence, power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. And that applies to CNN especially. Like, I wouldn't even listen to them. I mean, it to me, it's a waste of time to listen to anything they say. Because basically, all they want is power. And basically they're like the Democratic Party in my opinion. They want power and they will do anything they can and that's what all of them if they didn't want power they wouldn't join CNN. That's
5: my let let me just yeah, but let me let me I want to get your reaction to this thought because when you hear these quotes and they say that their mission is to try to get Donald Trump out of office, how are they differentiating themselves from a political party. I mean, aren't they acting on behalf of a political party, if that's the case?
0: Right. That, that means they're an extension of one of the political parties, which basically means they're owned by one of the parties. So that mm-hmm. means there's no integrity because basically they're an instrument of one of the parties. They don't even try, like, you know, at one point, you would say uh, you would have both sides. If you spent an hour in a Democrat, you'd have to do an hour for the Republican. Well, they got rid of that rule. So now they don't even try to pretend like they're representing both parties. They mm-hmm. just can represent one party 99.9% of the time. They can do it all week.
5: <laughs> yeah. You're right. All right. Thank you, yeah. Robert. Good to hear okay. from you. Thank you. And that. if we, we start to hear these, Videos And we see it in their own words, talking about how they manipulate things and how it's used in order to try to get you to be the one that's being manipulated, the viewer. It's interesting to to actually see this out front. I think a lot of people have already have they've come to this own conclusion without watching the Project Veritas videos. They understand this to be true. They don't have to be shown the evidence because the evidence to them is their own observations. They've been watching from the outside, but now they're starting to get it from the inside. Better understanding of it. Now, let's go to Dan, who's holding on. Welcome to Overnight America.
1: Hey, good evening. Thanks for taking my call. As always, I enjoy your show. You're great out there at night. Uh, Thanks. I got, can I change the subject and talk about something that's happening out there in Minnesota with the cop?
5: Yeah, okay. We can do that.
1: All right. Hey, uh I was it's been bothering me. Do you really think that lady should have been charged uh, for that shooting of that kid?
5: Uh so you're talking about the officer she said that she was thought she was going towards her stun gun but then she pulled out her service weapon and shot and killed someone. Is that the, the the case you're referring to?
6: Yes.
5: Yes. Should she have been charged? I think she should have been charged. Yes.
1: Do you because I'm just, yeah. well, you know, if the kid wouldn't have run or anything like this, none of this stuff would have really happened. And then mm-hmm. uh, the other thing, uh, and it's an unfortunate thing. I really hate stuff like this happening. And I yeah. hope they don't try to bring his record out against him or anything like that, because it's just going to make the cops look even more bad and that stuff. But
5: Yeah, uh, no, know, the dude about- has a record. Yeah, and you're right. The, yeah. the suspect there, I mean, he was accused of holding a, a woman at gunpoint and threatening her life and for money. And he had a warrant out and he had all these other things that people don't want to bring up, sure. But I'm going to just point out, if you're a police officer, you if you pick the wrong weapon and you fire that weapon in the heat of the moment, I believe that you should be able to defend yourself, but there has to be the charge that you have to defend yourself. I don't think that that just goes... Um, under the radar, and you just allow that to go. She's going to be able to have a defense. She'll be able to, d- to have her moment, and I think that's fine, and I think we need to we need to have that. There needs to be due process in situations like this. I just don't think that if you make that big of a mistake, there's no charges associated with it. Now, let
1: me ask you something. Do you think this rioting would have been going on there if it would have been a black police officer instead of a white police officer?
5: Uh, I don't know. It's hard to tell. I, I It's hard to tell. I, I probably, yes. And I, I would say, I think people gone. look for opportunities to riot. And because it's a police officer, and I think with the Chauvin trial that's going on right now, they're just, I mean, there's so many people just waiting for opportunities to go out there and do things like this. And it's almost yeah. like they just, they just wanted that one thing to happen. And if it wasn't this, it could have been something else. Who knows?
1: Hey, can you imagine what's going to happen to that city if they find out other officer not guilty?
5: Yeah, I, it could go either way. Honestly, it, it, if you, whatever the verdict is, it's still going to be bad. Guilty or not guilty, yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Dan. Oh, uh, right, go you ahead. Have a good night.
1: Thanks again. You for too. A great
5: show. Thank you. Yeah, I'm. I'm just being honest with this stuff. I think that when you have this big trial and everyone watching it. It's going to have repercussions across the United States, just like originally with the uh, George Floyd case. When people saw the video, we had riots here in St. Louis. I mean, there were people here busting windows and lighting the 7-Elevens on fire and shooting at police officers. It was horrible, disgraceful, and it had nothing to do with the police officers here in St. Louis. It had nothing to do with the people here. It had nothing to do with the owner of the 7-Eleven. It had nothing to do with Captain Dorn, who was uh, innocent in all of this. It had nothing to do with them, but they're still out there. And they're still looking for these uh, opportunities. There are criminal opportunists that do this. Uh, And I don't know where they come from. They could come from out of town. Sometimes they say that. I don't know if that's always true. And it's terrible. And that's why I look at cases like Minneapolis. And, you know, people just look for these opportunities to do terrible things and hurt other people. It's disgraceful and terrible. But it's it's, it's just what happens anymore. It's just the reality of it. And it's sad. Maybe you think my conclusion to it's wrong, but I, it, I am I am watching this in everything that goes on in the state. And I fear that there's going to be a crossover like we had before to other cities like here in St. Louis. And I just hope that's not the case. I will right, we'll take some more of your calls after the break. We'll take a look at your weather, too. It's Overnight America KMOX. All right. Still talking about the Project Veritas and Really, the manipulation that goes on, at least admitted to in CNN. And I saw this one text message because right before the break, we had a caller talking about the cases in Minneapolis and also in Minnesota and some of the rioting and things that have been going on there with the different uh, trials and then the the police shooting and the arrest that happened earlier. One person texted in people are responsible for what a gun does while in their hands, just like a car. The driver is responsible for its actions. And that's true. And that's why I think the officer should have been charged in that case. While the officer will have an ability to defend herself, she will be able to go to court and do these things. But I think it is important, um, at least in that process, when you you can't make a mistake like that. And a lot of people are wondering uh, who in the who can make a mistake like that. Honestly, how can you mix the two up? That just doesn't sound right. So let's take some more of your calls. And Ken, welcome to Overnight America.
3: Yeah, Ryan, thanks uh, for taking my call. Um, Without getting into who puts out more and more misinformation, uh, CNN or Fox. I know you think CNN is they claim to be journalists where they're really not but without getting into that i, I saw a, an article in the paper it's been about a month ago that cnn was now number one msnbc was number two mm-hmm. and fox was num- number three and it, it surprised me I, I just you know you just uh, for years fox uh just ruled yeah and and i've got two questions for you one Uh, Have you heard the same thing, or am I just dreaming this, that uh, Fox is now number
5: three? Yeah, let me bring this up, because I, I can look the ratings up real quick and see, let's see, I just have to find a website that shows it where I don't have to register, hold on, because no, I have seen that. There was a certain dip that went down. Uh, Let me find a website that will bring you the latest ratings. Um, See, that goes back to March. So that's pretty old. I want to find something more recent. You know who normally posts those, the Drudge
3: Report? You don't need to to look it up. Uh, Mm. At least at one point, and and you say these things take dips and they're cyclical, and I I believe that. But what happened? Why did CNN, and and CNN I can see being above fuck, not MSNBC. And I want to get your is what happened
5: that uh, I I, I have my thoughts on that. Okay, I just found a quick thing and keep in mind, this was uh, I just did a quick search. And this is actually from Fox News's website. They talked about the ratings. They said Fox News Channel finished as the most watched cable news network in both day and primetime viewers, averaging 2.2 million during the primetime. That's MSNBC was in second with 1.6 million and then CNN finished sixth with one million nightly primetime viewers. So that's the total. Sometimes what you see is the different demographics. So they'll say, the coveted 25 to 54, and oh, they dominated this. But then you look at the total viewership, and that might tell a different story. So uh, what did, here, I'll tell you what well, it, I think it, happened, and I'll, I'll give you yeah. my, and you can react to it, but what I think happened here okay. is towards the end of the election, what you found were there were Republicans that were upset with Fox News because they weren't, um, siding 100% with Donald Trump, and that started to fraction into other outlets. You had the OANs or the Newsmaxes and these other was mostly streaming or digital type of agencies started to get a lot of people's attention, and then they started going other places because they were just hurt by the way Fox News may have criticized something that Donald Trump did or said. But I, what I think ultimately that was short term. I don't think that they splintered for the long haul. I think that they started to come back, and that's what you're seeing now.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay, um, you know, you said it was uh, a Fox News poll. Uh, you know, I guess if I looked up something on CNN. And told you that CNN was number one, you know, I think you would consider the source.
5: Well, no, I mean, this is them doing a story about the ratings that came out. So that's shared among all networks. It wasn't like a poll on their website. I'm not a real
3: fan. I'm I'm not a real fan of Fox News. So uh, I I would take that with a grain of salt.
5: Yeah, no, it's I mean, they're using the same data. So they may have wrote it up in a different way. But it's the, the numbers they are giving is at least what's shared among them all.
3: Okay. Well, anyway, appreciate. I'm going to look something. I'm not going to call you back tonight, but I'm going to look something up myself and see what I come up with. But anyway, uh, I I appreciate uh, you being candid.
5: Yeah, no problem. Hey, have a great night. Thanks, Ken. Uh All right, let's see. TV ratings. Maybe I can go over here because the Drudge Report normally posts those things. All right, uh, updated Tuesday cable networks. So mm, let me scroll down here real quick. Is this? No, that's main networks. Okay. All right, top 50 original cable telecasts for Tuesday, April 13th. And let me just kind of scroll down until I see, okay, CNN tonight had total viewership of 1.136 million. Tucker Carlson tonight had a total viewership of 2.943, so 2.943 million, so more than double of CNN tonight. But that's a different time frame, CNN at at 10 o'clock and then Tucker Carlson at 8 p.m., Uh, let's just do apples and oranges. Okay, so... Or apples, apples. So if we were to take 8 o'clock on Fox and 8 o'clock on CNN, Tucker Carlson on Tuesday had 2.9 million viewers. CNN's Anderson Cooper had 1.2 million viewers. So Fox had about double the amount of viewers. If you were to look at 9 o'clock on CNN's Cuomo Prime Time, 1.2 million. Let's see if I can find 9 o'clock on Fox. That's 10 o'clock. 9 o'clock on Fox was Hannity, 2.8 million. So... Again, more than double the amount of viewers on Fox than there was CNN at the same time. So, if you're that's total viewers, though. So, if you're to go through different demographics, I'm sure you'd find it. This is showbuzzdaily.com for Tuesday, April 13th. So, that's just yesterday's news ratings. Um, okay, just to kind of give you a heads up. So, Fox, I really do believe a lot of them started to circle back to the network because. They may have felt angry, or whatever it is, they wanted to find an alternate news source, and eventually they find themselves back to the cable news giant, which is Fox, and it was in a position they're not used to. I mean, they dominated for you know over a decade, a couple of decades, really, as long as I can remember. They've been on top for the cable news, but there has been a lot of uh, a lot of uh, competition as of late. All right, let's go to Dave, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America.
6: Great show this evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple quick points I wanted to make about cnn the most dangerous thing about the left unfortunately is not their stupid ideas or those although they're dangerous enough but the one thing about the left that everybody needs to understand is they have no moral scruples whatever when it comes at the end all, always justifies the means it doesn't matter how they get there okay When they were trying to get rid of Brett Kavanaugh, they had that Michael Avenatti on CNN zillions of times (laughs) and trying to besmirch him with the most Mm -hmm. ridiculous nonsense you've ever heard of, okay? Mm -hmm. So really, all this James O'Keefe video does is confirm what anybody who's been paying attention already knows. The irony of all ironies, though, is, in my opinion, it was CNN that got Trump elected unwittingly because they gave him all the free airtime when there were 18 candidates. They said, let's get this Trump out there front center. This guy will never get elected. And mm-hmm. it backfired and blew up in their face. And ever since then, it's made him crazy. So they've had to figure out how we're going to get this guy out of office. Mm-hmm. Jeff Bush, Marco Rubio, none of those guys can get 10 minutes of airtime on CNN. Trump was on there every night getting lengthy interviews. Go back right. and look at the time they gave him before the, the two sixteen election or whatever. you right. election. Yeah,
5: that, you know, that is very true. The amount of airtime that he receives was free publicity for sure
6: you couldn't buy that time you couldn't mm-hmm. buy that much time they wouldn't sell it but yeah. you know i mean it's for cnn to pose itself as a news network with don lemon and uh Bulma, I mean, come on it's beyond yeah. ridiculous okay the,
5: news anchors they call them it's not right, uh, yeah, it, right. it, it, that's it you right. know what? they can call them what they want but that's the thing right. it, I, I think it undercuts it undercuts uh, people that pay attention. It undercuts the truth of the matter.
6: Correct. Right. I mean, these two, him and I Cuomo, they're probably winking each other laughing while they're on the air every time. I mean, it's it's strictly opinion. I mean, there's all this lemon ever talked about was Trump and he you know, could get him on or whatever to, you know.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Dave. It's good to hear from you tonight. 314 436 7900. You can call or text that line. Be good to hear from you tonight too. It's Overnight America KMOX. Overnight America
3: with Ryan Recker is sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, Outlet.com. on the voice of St. Louis KMOX.
5: You know, I don't think I'm being irrational. I don't think I'm going over the top in the way that I'm presenting this uh, Project Veritas story. And I know that I'm sure there's people that listen and disagree with Almost everything I say, but they still listen. I feel like I give a pretty fair shake to stories like this. But I think that at least uh, where I'm coming from, I just can't see a huge redeeming factor for the methodology of how CNN decides to handle themselves and still call themselves unbiased. I think it's pretty clear that that's furthest from the truth. And Project Veritas has been winning in court. The New York Times, I guess there's a case that's going to be going forward with them. You know, ultimately, the New York Times will probably be able to defend themselves. But I think it's important to note that what they've said about Project Veritas uh, definitely got them in trouble because it's let me also point out that a lot of agencies can find themselves in trouble when they blur the line between commentary and what is news. I think it's very important. We only have a couple of minutes here. And let me play this last clip of Project Veritas. And I think this is interesting because one of the producers there at CNN was talking about how CNN handles their uh, questioning. If you're an anchor or whatever it is, or you're a commentator that's called an anchor, listen to what they point out in the line of questioning.
2: Listen to the way they ask questions. Because they're not actually asking questions. so oh. Any reporter oh, no. on CNN. Okay. Well, they're actually doing is they're telling the person what to say. It's an art form of it. There's an art form to it. But it would be like... Um, the, the accident thing you just saw, right? Like, uh, one of the reporters would be like... Um, uh, so, then, you know, that man clearly went through the uh, intersection, slamming into... This car, or whatever it was, um, and it really is uh, unfortunate that you know our infrastructure of traffic lights and whatnot is falling apart in the uh, in the city. Um, how do you feel about the traffic lights and the infrastructure? And whatnot? We've led them to talk about how we want them to talk about it. It's always like leading them in a direction before they even open their mouth. And the only people that we will let on the air, for the most part, are people that have proven track record of taking the bait.
5: Wow. So that's part of the strategy. Did you catch that? I'm sure you heard that. A little bit of background noise, but you could hear... The person pretty clearly in it which is we only welcome the people on that'll take the bait and talk about the things that we want to talk about as in not as a topic but specifically how we want them to answer how important is that but they they redirect the question into a way where it gets to the point that they want to make as a station as a news agency as a cnn as the flagship this is how they want to address it so we're, we're going to do as a What we're going to do is we're going to lead people this way as opposed to allowing the question to be asked and hearing what people's opinions are. If anything, it means that they don't think much of you as a viewer. They don't think that you're able or capable of having critical thinking in order to look at a topic and be able to hear different points of view and be able to come to your own conclusion because you're not capable of thinking the way that they want you to think. They need to substitute their thinking for your thinking, or they need you to just give up, put up the white flag and say, I surrender. I want you, CNN, to do the thinking for me. And I think that's type this mindless way of uh, handling the news, the way that they've, again, heavily manipulated the viewers of the station, the ones that have just bought into it over and over again, they've they've done a great job of it. They've done a great job of putting out this propaganda and you have to believe everything coming from this this media. And that they use it as a way, as a tool, as a, a tool to focus it against someone and for the past four or five years, it's been Donald Trump. If they have to focus it towards that, it was highly effective because they had a goal that they were all working towards. They knew that they wanted to manipulate the people that were watching it. They refused to, let them have their own independent conclusion or thoughts on things. And they said, you have to think this way, else you're a racist uh, bigot sexist or whatever, fill in the blank that their guests would try to manipulate or bring up there. Oh, you don't believe in this. That means because you're a racist or you don't believe in this because you're a fill in the blank. And they do that over and over and over again. And then they bring on the, this is CNN. It's the long gone. The, the, the years of Larry King who would bring someone on and just ask the questions based on pure curiosity, Long gone are the days that they would open up a phone line and allow like a C-SPAN, for example, to question or challenge the uh, motives of the people and then question the guests and say, why, why is it this way when this is, you know, can't be, this is uh, very important. If anything, I think Fox News is much better at this. And I know Ken's probably rolling his eyes, but it's absolutely true that Fox News is better at bringing on people that they disagree with. I think if you have a Tucker Carlson or whoever it is, they love finding people that disagree with them because they want to be able to fight their point of view. And they want to be able to talk about just how silly and dumb Some of these points of views are by bringing up their own points of views and saying, no, this is not true at all. And that type of conflict has worked for Fox for a long time. They don't use it by shutting out a different point of view. They use it by confronting it and making it into uh, and making it into the bigger discussion. CNN doesn't allow for that. You just don't see it at all. And I think that's a big distinction between the two agencies that need to be pointed out. All right, after the break, our friend Johnny Rabbit's going to join us. He has a presentation that he's doing, a digital presentation with St. Louis Oasis. And it's kind of cool talking about some of the historic hotels around the region. I'm sure there's a few that come to mind. We'll ask him about that right after the break on Overnight America KMOX.